Episode number six, The Damage of Pornography. Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I'm a mother of four, and I'm a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself, and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination. It's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned, to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. Here's the thing. If I'm going to have a podcast about betrayal, I feel like we have to talk about pornography and sex. Therefore, this episode may not be suitable for little ears or younger audiences. At the same time, this episode will not have any explicit content, words, or expressions, but I am going to be real and openly talk about porn and sex in general. It's not a fun subject, and depending on where you are currently, talking about porn and sex could be very triggering. So before we begin, before we dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly, I want you to be prepared. It took me a long time before I could begin to listen and learn more about pornography and the effects of it without my heart and chest hurting. It is a painful subject for those that have dealt with it and or been hurt by it. First off, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Pornography is, in my opinion, the number one destroyer of healthy relationships. There's nothing good or praiseworthy about porn. However, because it is so available, easy to find, and in fact, nearly impossible to avoid, it is something we have to discuss. Before I knew or understood addiction, pornography, and masturbation, I knew most men, and women for that matter, probably watched porn at some point. But I honestly believed that it was really a small number that was actually addicted to it. I believed my ex-husband would never participate in pornography and masturbation simply because, one, he loved me and wouldn't hurt me like that. He knew how I felt about it, and he knew I wouldn't be okay with it. And two, I like sex. I've always enjoyed sex, and I have a very healthy sex drive. My ex-husband couldn't be looking at porn because why would he need to when I was there available anytime? I truly thought porn was only really a problem for young adults or for those that are not married. Because once you get married, why would you want or need pornography and or masturbation? In addition, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard men confess that they also believed that their urges to watch porn and masturbate would disappear once they got married. Unfortunately, it doesn't usually happen like that. Once the consumer starts on the road of pornography, perversion and corruption begin to take hold. Pornography takes the gift of attraction and turns it on itself. 
What may start innocently as a curiosity slowly leads the consumer to want more and the curiosity grows, leading down a dark and dangerous path. The more exposure one has to anything, the more attuned and familiar it becomes. Little by little, what once seemed outrageous or far too much starts to seem tame and not that bad. The tolerance becomes far less sensitive and the desires for more become stronger. But add in masturbation and everything gets elevated to an entirely different level. Masturbation is the bullet while porn is the gun. Pornography is the vehicle combined with masturbation, and this is where addiction takes hold. The heartbreaking part is once the exciting newness of a relationship or marriage wears off, the addict will crave the dopamine hit from porn and masturbation. Sex with their physical partner becomes routine and less appealing, and the addict will be drawn back to other forms of stimulation. The reality is the mind and body begin to get bored and begin craving something new and exciting in order or even to stimulate or achieve arousal at all. The first time I ever found evidence of pornography use was after a few years into my first marriage. We had been married for around four years and we had one child at the time. I found evidence of pornography on our home computer and I confronted my then husband about it. He denied any involvement until the evidence was so great to to deny. At that point, he finally confessed, but reassured me that it was a one-time thing and that I did not need to worry. This moment was devastating to me. I couldn't understand why he would have any desire to look and lust after someone else, unless that means that I was not good enough. I could see through the history of the computer and almost watch what and who he was looking at. It hurt. I tried to explain my feelings, but they were never validated. I was told to calm down and not make a big deal out of it because it's not going to happen again. I was a mess for a while, constantly looking for any new evidence of anything, but I never found anything again. Because my fear to be loved and accepted were so large, I decided to trust him. I remember telling myself if he is lying, then that is on him, but I'm going to choose to believe and trust him. Was that the right thing to do? Honestly, I don't know. But because of that choice, I stopped looking, and I was able to live in peace, at least when it came to that, for the next 10 years. Now, if I hadn't done that, would I have been able to see and know of his other lies or possibly stop his affair before it started? Maybe, but honestly, I don't think so. I came to learn that all the looking and searching for evidence did was make my ex-husband lie and hide better. If someone you love is hiding something from you and you find it, that doesn't necessarily mean that the behavior will stop. Most likely, It only means that they will do a better job at keeping it from you. We can drive ourselves crazy trying to see and find everything. But the harsh reality I had to face was I was the only one suffering. He was either going to continue in his behavior or he wasn't. And I had no control of that. That is why I chose to do what I did. I do not regret it, but I'm not recommending it either. 
So moving on. But what I really want to focus on today is how pornography and masturbation hurt the partners of the addict. The truth is, I always felt distant from my husband. I felt that he always kept me an arm's length away, but I felt invisible and unwanted. Then I learned about sexual addiction and pornography addiction, and suddenly things began to make sense. I began to see the patterns of behaviors that my now ex-husband displayed, and it wasn't because I wasn't good enough, but because he was never capable of being a whole and honest partner. The reason being, pornography changes the neurological pathways in the brain, creates new ones, and then freezes the ability to learn and understand on a deeper level. The first pathway that is severed is intimacy and connection with other human beings. The new pathway pornography creates is that people don't matter. It is all pretend. The consumer is free to watch and fantasize over anything because none of it is real anyway. Therefore, over more exposure, the ability to connect and be intimate completely disappears. And the next pathway to be destroyed is empathy. Pornography literally blocks the consumer from accessing or feeling compassion for others. They don't know how anymore, thus only reconfirming the new pathway that people don't matter. And the only thing that matters is pleasure. Porn rewrites the brain to make pleasure equal connection and climax equal intimacy. The addict then is not able to see or know the difference because in their brain, they are one and the same. The desire to connect becomes the desire for pleasure and the desire for intimacy becomes the desire for orgasm. People are no longer necessary or even desired because you can achieve all of that all on your own. The worst thing I ever heard was when a friend once told me that her husband enjoyed and desired masturbation more than having sex with his wife because he felt more connected and intimate with himself. And it felt empty and disappointing with his wife. You guys, make that make sense. How or who do you feel connected to when you are all by yourself? This is the reality of porn. This is a reality I did not understand. I went into every interaction with my ex-husband expecting him to have the desire for connection as much as I did. I made myself believe that if he doesn't have the desire to connect and build our relationship, then I must have done something wrong. Because he wanted to be close to me at the beginning of our relationship, he worked to connect and be intimate for a while, but the longer we were together, the less he seemed to care. I thought I wasn't explaining myself well enough, or that he just got complacent or lazy. I believed it was my job to explain and remind him. In the back of my mind, I told myself if he just understood why I was upset, then he would be better. I didn't know or understand that he did not know how to adequately connect, not because he didn't want to, but because he was not able to. Knowing that changed everything. I wanted and expected my ex-husband to be a mature man with some understanding of feelings, emotions, and relationships. But the damage of pornography stunted his ability to mature and grow. Not only did porn rewrite his brain, 
but it froze him at the maturity level he was when it began his involvement and ultimately his addiction. Did that just make sense? Okay, let me see if I can explain it better. My ex-husband began watching porn and masturbating at around the age of 13. Therefore, at the age of 13, his brain began to be rewired and his ability to understand his actions was the equivalent of a 13-year-old. So even though his body grew, I was married to a 13-year-old. He was never going to be able to understand and work through my emotions and my feelings because he wasn't even capable of navigating his own. His brain and level of understanding were the equivalent of a child. No wonder his reactions were manipulative and self-serving. The point I'm trying to make with all of this is that it's not your fault. One of the hardest things to explain is the devastation we, as the partners of the addict, feel. Pornography not only destroys the mind of those that watch, but it robs their partners from ever feeling enough. Pornography crushes self-confidence and joy from not only the consumer, but from everyone they are in a relationship with. When you remove intimacy and connection, sex is just sex with no substance. Pornography removes the very essence of a relationship and the need or want for another person. The other person becomes obsolete, undesired, and actually prohibits the addict from receiving what they believe is connection and intimacy. I felt obsolete and undesired, and being married to me was just a chore to put up with. That left me feeling worthless and empty. My ex-husband turned to something outside of the marriage to to fulfill a want and need for himself. And yet, pornography and masturbation are not considered cheating. When my ex-husband actually slept with another woman while still married to me, the pain I felt was the same. Betrayal is betrayal, and it left me all devastated in both cases. The only difference, I believe, is pornography and masturbation are not as fatal as an affair. Although both can be healed, the hardest part is once pornography addiction crosses into an affair, or more specifically, a sexual addiction. It is a lot harder to come back from. The bottom line is that I was created to believe that I was the problem, that I was and would never be good enough. Before I met or married my ex-husband, these were all attributes and struggles that I had all on my own. I was searching for validation and worth from someone else, and I hoped I was going to receive it. My immaturity of myself and my ability to love myself completely stunted and was frozen as well. The ripples and the effect of porn and masturbation are far-reaching and nothing short of devastating. All because we don't know any better. Because we have never been educated. I want you to know that you are beautiful and desirable, no matter your shape or size. You are enough. But it is not enough for me to tell you. You have to believe it and know it yourself. So join me each week as we try to find courage despite our betrayal. Until next time. Stay strong, my friend. Thank you for joining me here today. I just wanted to take a moment to ask if anything you heard or felt today resonated with you or helped you in any way, 
please take a moment to like, leave a review, or share this with a friend. That way, I can grow and reach more people, and hopefully reach those that are needing it most. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.